Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 364, February 19th, 1997. No guest tonight, just the love between the two hosts. Adam opens the show thanking John Frost, the best in the business of making intro and bumper packages for broadcast radio. Adam says that other stations just rip him off, and Dr. True corrects him, saying that John has perfected an existing style, but he didn't invent it. Adam compliments the last ten guests, highlighting soul coughing and the verve pipe as some of his favorites. He mentions condom week guests, and Drew comments on how run down he's been, and how listeners have actually emailed and faxed in about it, leading him to want to up his game and bring more energy to the show, and not be as depleted when he shows up to record. 1997 no-guest shows are even superior to the ones of 1996. Adam and Drew are really hitting the sweet spot of their chemistry right about now, and it only gets better. If you love these no-guest shows, if you love Classic Love Line and the three episodes per week, please, again, rate and review five stars on iTunes, or your preferred R reader or podcast player if they have such a feature let them know you like the three episodes per week and of course make sure to download and listen to every episode if you can't listen to them at least download them do yourself a favor as per usual so recorded in 1997 some of the medical advice is going to be out of date please consult your own physician or contact dr drew and mike catherwood on current day love line 1-800-love-191 listener discretion is advised you can follow us on twitter at podcast one on facebook podcast one there as well and podcast one.com the home of all your favorite podcasts and if you'd like to find more of my work and other projects, please check out superfangiovanni.com. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a Podcast One.com production. <sighs> Two. Three, four, Welcome to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, let me uh, let me start by giving a shout out to my homie uh, John Frost, who is uh, the best in the business, who is a genius, who puts together all those uh, intros, outros, yeah, bumpers, that's, yeah, yeah, bumpers, yeah. yeah, that's what those are called. Right. What the hell is he saying? Uh, what I'm saying is is this. Uh, you hear the show. Every couple of months, they turn over. And those are little uh, t- minute and a half worth of intro. And then the things we do going into commercials and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. John Frost does those. Yeah. And he is the best in the business. Yep. He's uh, a great guy. He's a little sick. But he's a good guy. And I guess you got to be a little twisted to be a talented artist these days. And uh, the rest of the country, and uh, including uh, this great uh, city of ours, Los Angeles, basically just rip him off. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Although you, you turned other stations, I, I, you'd think John Frost did a drop. I've actually been at radio a long time, as you know. <laughs> you would never know yeah, it by know. the way you conduct yes, yourself I'm in here. medicine a longer time, so that's, that's why. All right. So um, balanced out. But uh, there was kind of a sound like John's before John. John just perfected it. So okay. Go. All right. Take a dump on John. No, no. John's the best. John's the best. I mean, he's this close to suicide as is it is. Be- so. He is the right. best. But it's not really people ripping him off. People just wishing to be as good as him. Right. Hey, uh, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. There you go. It's an homage uh, slash ripoff. All right. The uh, <laughs> 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. And tonight's guest is the love that we find between the two hosts. Have we done this for a while? In a while? It, it seems like we haven't. And, you know, I mean, you know, although, you know how I always say I hate guests? Yeah. Because they get in the way? Yeah. 
I'm starting to change. Well, we've had some really good guests yes, lately. Yes. And, uh, I mean... Uh, soul coughing's great. They're soul fine. coughing uh, was great. Uh, the verve pipe oh, yeah. was great. Yeah. And and uh, I know I'm leaving people out, but the point is, is uh, think about our last 10 guests. They've all been great. The the people from the condom board and How about all that you. stuff. Yeah, that that was... By the way, we got to thank our producer for setting that all up. That we do? excellent. Will uh, you please? Beautiful, Ann. Thank you. I mean, she, she's a producer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and by the way, yeah. it, I've been kind of strange last three or four shows. You notice that? Right. We actually got, I saw some f- emails come through that said, Drew, you know, get some rest, uh, leave now, time for love line, that sort of thing. Let me tell you something, though, Drew. Here's the beauty of you. Yeah. Not important. <laughs> you could really come in here with a tumor and it'd be fine. Gee, it hurts when I urinate. I've got these lesions. You're uh, not 100%, but... Uh, I've not been, I feel much better tonight, i got to tell you. I don't know what was going on with You me. at 40% is uh, better than most at 100. Think, but you're I like... Uh, that was a compliment, man. For both of us. You know, inside of a... All in the same minute. It's amazing. You are like the uh, monkey on a side hack, Drew. Uh, you're there for weight. A side hack? All right. I'll get into that right. later. All right. Let me read some uh, email before we get rolling here. Um, this is from uh, Dustin. Uh, Adam, I think you look like Gilbert Godfrey. No offense, but it's true. Let's, let's get that over with. I, I tell let's get, you, know how you, you. Wait, you know how we're going to get that over with? Hmm. We have to have Gilbert Gottfried on the TV show. Amazing. We have to do that. Well, maybe I'll go do his show. Uh, Let me think what that is. I have hung out with Gilbert I Gottfried. Know, I know he have. is an impish I know, that's uh, little gotta... nebbish. He is four feet tall. That's why we've got to get them on. He's a him funny on. guy. He's a nice guy. He's really He has the mentality of a homeless person. Mm. He really does. He wears the same. I, I swear to you, I've seen Gilbert Godfrey three days in a row. He always wears the same pants. Yeah. He's a strange. And he would tell you this. He's a quirky little uh, un, unkempt. Uh, he, he needs to shower. Oh, please. At this point, I'm longing for the uh, Greg Brady comparisons. I never knew it would get this bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, another piece of email from. Uh, Pranami. Maybe I just get your teeth fixed or something. Maybe that's the deal. No, it's the way I talk, and then because I squint my eyes, I think, and the right. nappy hair. I, I'll never get past it. All right, so here's from uh, PC email. I'm uh, This is uh, goes out to Dr. Drew. I'm so disappointed in you, uh, Dr. Drew. Oh, I've my. heard quite a few uh, women call in about chronic urinary tract infections after sex. Now, I'm going to defend Drew here, and it's not necessarily after sex, but it is uh, chronic urinary tract infections. Meaning they don't always say, hey, after sex, this is what happens. Right. But it does come up quite a bit. Uh, and you've discussed numerous antibiotic, uh, sorry, antibiotics. However, you have never once mentioned the simple cure-all to this problem that every woman should know, which is uh, pee immediately after sex. Yeah, they, believe me, these, I, I remember several not of these a, calls. Not a penny in it for Dr. Drew. No, but listen. Until look. they put a meter Bel- on that spigot, Adam, there's Adam. not a penny Adam, for Drew and question. the drug companies whose pocket he is uh, firmly entrenched in. Believe me, by the time every single one of these women I've spoken to have been to multiple physicians for multiple treatments, and believe me, the first thing everyone always does is that. It's, it's way later down the line we're talking about here. These are people with medical problems. You're in a tract infections that recur in spite of re- repeated episodes of treatment uh-uh, are not going to get better right. just by peeing after sex. Plus, I would argue that half our listeners actually urinate during sex. Yeah, probably. So uh, this is not a viable alternative. I speak from experience, it goes on to say. Uh, it'll work every time. No. Uh, do not roll over and go to sleep. Do not smoke a cigarette. Go pee! 
Everyone's a that doctor. That will help. It'll take a lot of fluids, drink cranberry juice will help. But for people that really have this problem, it is intractable oftentimes. And actually, the thing that I have found changes thing most is change of position. Really? really? People can actually change the way they have sex. That, that changes it a little bit. Let me say this, Drew. There are certain times one has to urinate. And, and um, after sex, always. Guys are stimulated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the prostate irritated. or whatever, yeah, whatever it is. Look, if I said irritated, you'd say stimulated. So we'll just leave it at that. But the point is this. You do have to pee after sex. And I think there's a reason uh, that was sort of instilled uh-huh. when uh, when they were making the body. Yeah. And I don't know if women have that same thing. Do well, they? women, as you mentioned last night, uh, God kind of gave up on that. Mm. A lot, remember? Right. Yes, yeah, that's right. He started work on the vagina. He said, ah, it was originally going to be a penis. And he said, ah, screw it. I'm tired. That's good enough. Work in progress. Uh Here's one from uh, Jonathan in reference to the condom garter. This is something I've spoken about on more than one occasion. It's the uh, piece of elastic with the two alligator clips on either end that hooks around and cl- hooks around the uh, buns and uh, hooks onto the condom there. Uh, anyway, condom garter uh, postulations expoused on the show. Wow. One of our intelligent listeners. I bring news of, an, uh, of a device of this nature. It's called the loop. It's an integrated condom latex loop that lassoes the nards. Oh, my gosh. Not only does it hold on the device, but it apparently adds some other dimension to the condom use. You'd think there'd be some kind of condom adhesive, too. Yeah, there really would. Condom uh, adhesive. Yeah. Condom the, adhesive. Something like that. <laughs> okay, Drew, I'm going to deduct the joke from the uh, Drew Jokometer for right, that one. You. Yeah, some uh, some form of mastic you put something. on with a notch trial before you uh, slide the condom they, over it. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I'll get to activate this email on later. the base or something. Okay. It'll strip you pull off or something. Let's stop ruminating. Huh. No, wait a minute. That is that is yeah. a good idea. Yeah. They have that for like diapers and stuff. Yes, absolutely. No. Okay, with, the, all right. It has to be. Drew's come up with something. Uh, just a piece of double stick tape. It, one of those Very things where you non, just peel it off and right, you stick it right there. Non-allergenic, real mild, and uh, right. Why don't they do that? I don't know. I'm, I would even accept just a hook that you could braid your pubic hair through. That would be certainly be worth something. Drew, uh, really, you, you say you live in a world where everything has been invented and everything's been done? Ah, I say nay. Tonight we did it. Tonight we've done it. All right. Let me tell you something. I come up with inventions all week long. Drew barely uh, raises an eyebrow. He comes up with uh, putting a little uh, mastic at the end of a condom, and he's uh, patting himself on the back to no end. Andy, 18, you're on Loveline. Yeah, uh, well, today I got a big problem here. Today I was uh, having sex with my girlfriend, and, uh, well, my condom broke. Mm. And I, this was probably about seven, (laughs) and I'm still up, and it's about... 12.05 12.05 here in Minnesota. And uh, this is this is 7 a.m.? No. no this no. happened five hours ago, you mean? 7 at night, yeah. And you're freaked out about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, here's what you do, Andy. <laughs> Andy, here's what you do. It's 12 and he's still up, Drew. You're freaked out because you might get the girl pregnant. Is that what's freaking you out? You're yeah. Free, you're not, you're yeah. Not, well, hang on. You could be freaked out about potential STD exposure or something. Yeah, it, it more worries me the pregnancy part. Right, what you do first thing in the morning, this happened this evening? Yeah. If, you, if you can go out, and it's a little late tonight, but first thing in the morning, you get yourself either to a family planning, Planned Parenthood, emergency room, or doctor's office, and there is something called post-coital contraceptive, morning-after pill. There's a pill called Overall or Low Overall that your girlfriend can take for three days that will substantially reduce the risk of this turning into a pregnancy. 
understand. You got me? Yeah. It's got to be tomorrow. You have a small you have a small window of opportunity with which to do this. I would think most Planned Parenthoods would give you free access to this stuff, but I don't know. Uh, if you have a family doctor, talk to them. Uh, this is something widely accepted but limited discussion about Oh, this. God, is it limited. That is the most retarded. All right, do you hear us, Andy? Yeah. So, so uh, although even even the, the the chance of pregnancy is not obviously not 100%, but uh, while the oral contraceptive pill taken as a contraceptive prophylactically is about 100% effective, it's about 70 to 80% effective right, as a morning right, after true, pill. True, true. Nobody understood anything I said. Yeah, right? Absolutely right. not. If you you take, don't even know what you're talking about effective, at this point. It's 100% preventing pregnancy if you take it the way it's designed to be taken. It's about 70 to 80% taken as a morning after pill. Listen. Let's not talk about uh, efficacy here. Haul your ass down to Planned Parenthood tomorrow morning uh, with your potentially knocked-up girlfriend and uh, potentially uh, shotgun-wedded future wife and go get this uh, low overall. Okay? Yeah. yeah you understand? Uh, All right. And get some sleep. You should be able to go to sleep now, right? Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Listen. People... I've really never, first off, I've never heard this discussed on any other show but ours. Yeah. This is not out there in a, in a, in a, in a society where, uh, oh, yeah, people know about how uh, strangulation uh, can uh, help you out sexually. Yes, and people know about, uh, oh, yeah, you pop uh, some amyl nitrate right before you orgasm. People know everything. The average 15-year-old uh, knows more about sex than uh, I, I did at 25. But the point is this. Nobody is talking about this. Nobody is saying that, hey, if you screw up, you no longer have to just sit around and wait and keep your fingers crossed. You can go down to Planned Parenthood or go down to your doctor, get a couple of pills, take them for a few days, and, and drastically reduce the chances of the yep. pregnancy. What the hell is wrong with this society, Drew? Why isn't this at the... F- why isn't I don't know. everybody talking about this? I can this? only imagine that it has something to do... There, there are some philosophical, ethical issues. Of course. And, Which, yes. Uh, well, uh, call you know, them religious. Religious well, issues. It is that this, certainly. These morning after pills don't prevent con- uh, conception. The, 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 the fertilization can still take place. Right. The egg just can't implant. Right. And technically it's a human, even though well, it's you a, know, a lot uh, of pe- five cells and some grape jelly. Interestingly, yes. uh, people, even a lot of, some at least, uh, pro-life uh, uh, people will look at implantation as beginning of life. So it, it, even for people that have a problem with abortions, this should be okay for a lot of them. That's not implantation? It, this prevents implantation. Oh, it does. Yeah, right. So, so even even people who who dislike abortion should find this an acceptable alternative. This is uh, this is the ra- this is the sperm roundup, is what it is. Yeah. This is not an abortion. Yeah. This basically. is a, this is a, you're running sperm. It's yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you said. Yeah, move on. Yeah. All right. Well, bivouac here tonight. All right, Drew. You ever run sperm? No. Okay. You're not a sperm wrestler. No. I have a brand sperm. No. All right, little doggy. Ash, 16, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Um, I had a question, a love question. No. Um, I guess it was about um, January, December and January. I was going out with this guy. I was going out with him for like a month, and I lost my virginity, virginity to him, and he got recruited into the Army. Hmm. And Hold on. Uh, How old was he? He was, he's 17. He got recruited into the Army. Yeah. He got his GED. Right. Yeah. 
All right. I know everyone hates it when translate, I say this. Translate that for me. He, he had nothing going on. And uh, he was walking down the street, and some guy came up to him and, uh, you know, with the back of his neck shaved and uh, standing at attention and a spit, spit polish on his shoes and said, uh, Boy, you want a life for yourself. Why don't you cut that hair? Stop listening to that grudge rock. Them smashing dumplings in the nervosa. And get in here and earn yourself some pride. So he got suckered in there because that's what you do. You go to the Army when you got nothing going on. Uh, people think I'm very anti-patriotic uh, when I say that, and they get all upset. But listen, let's face it. We know the people that went out of high school into, into the Army. It's the people that couldn't get into college, possibly even junior college. Okay, but my, that wasn't my question. <laughs> my question was that um, before he left, like a couple weeks, he was like, like really just being secluded. He didn't want to see me or, around or anything. Hmm. And I just like didn't know if it was like because he didn't want me waiting for him to come back or if it's just he didn't love me anymore. You know, or, I, and I know I am often very tough on the emotional lives of men. But let me come to this guy's defense here. And maybe he was a good guy. And maybe he was having difficulty leaving you, and this was just his way of dealing with it. He had to disconnect emotionally from you in order to manage the fact that he was going away. Uh-huh. I mean, and, it, and indeed, he was looking after your best interest, too, because he didn't want you to pine over him, knowing that he would just be not available. He might have been a good guy. Yeah. I mean, it might not be that he dumped you or didn't like you or used you. It might be that he just, that life circumstances stepped in, and, uh, boy, I've never defended a man quite so no definitively this you really haven't but, and you're but, really going down the wrong road here oh. because this this guy's 17 <laughs> with a ged who got suckered into the army he's uh this right, is so not uh, sir walter raleigh over here do you understand yeah. he is uh this is not chivalry he's just uh he's giving you the shiv it is the shiv without the chivalry we can't know which it is without speaking to him all but, right but the important thing for you ash is to, is to get over it and yes you're 16 there, yeah. You're plenty desirable, I can uh, tell by the lovely tone of your voice. And uh, this guy's going far away to have sex with uh, Asian women, what you so can, you want to stay. What you can learn from this is that when you ha- get physically intimate, you get emotionally intimate. And there's a lot that goes with that. And uh, be respectful of, your, of these feelings and what are likely to come with physical intimacies in your relationships in the future. All right. John, 25. A better, more rested tonight, suddenly. Hello? Yeah, you softened up. Yeah. Hello? Hey. I'm on the air. Now I'm going to hang up on you. That's how you'll know. Okay. Um, doc, this question is for Dr. Drew. I'm a longtime listener, and um, Adam, I think you're hilarious. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah you, you, you bought yourself five minutes, John. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, about, oh, boy, about six years ago, I was diagnosed with OCD, obsessive yeah. compulsive disorder. Yeah. And um, I went on medication about two years ago. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, it's Zoloft. I'm wondering what... Uh, some of the long-term effects are of that. None that we know of. That it appears that when you get off that drug, there are no lasting ill effect, and that if it's taken for a mood disturbance, there is a beneficial effect that sometimes the mood instabilities stabilize after you come off the medicine. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. That, that if you're depressed, you, you, you're on the medicine, you feel better. And for some reason, the body will sort of sustain that even when you come off the medicine. Maybe. Do now, you get used to being sane? Now, now, the question is, what if you're on it for years and years? What are the long-term effects? And the answer is, we really don't know because these drugs haven't been around that long. Uh, no one's made it past 30. Obsessive uh, <laughs> no. compulsive disorder does respond very well to the serotonin reuptake inhibitor drugs like Zoloft and Paxil and Prozac. Yeah, uh, I just, you know, 
and uh, last I know I'm on a short budget, but uh, you're right, it does work. It's worked yeah. wonders. Yeah. And uh, how we, just so people I, can understand what this disorder is, how did it manifest? I with you? was about to ask that. Wow, we, we Drew, are, you are, are involved with the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's all give a big uh, round of applause to Dr. Drew, who's gotten involved <laughs> in the awake, show. Hey, it took him till Wednesday, but uh, you know the, the Sunday night change thing. Yeah, it's not working for me. Yeah, I got to tell you, it just made. I'm shocked at how different right. it made. For me, me. it's the Santa Anas. Uh, yeah. When they start blowing, I can no longer function. Yeah, it's, it's weird how much it yeah. affected me. And the ambient lighting. And right. the, okay. Yeah, and this clock over here is a big distraction. John. Yeah. How did it manifest? Oh, um, I was under a lot of stress just getting out of college, mm-hmm. and um, basically it was a uh, hand washing germs. How many times a day were you washing? Oh Jesus! Every time I touched something, I'd mm-hmm. wash. What other stuff do you do besides hand I'm washing? sorry? What other stuff do you do besides hand washing? Uh, just checking, make sure I wasn't, uh, sometimes uh, to make sure the stove was off. Right. Uh, Would you, like, go to work and then drive all the way home because you convinced you didn't uh, close yeah. the stove? Oh, and, and let me tell you something. It's, you know, there hasn't been a lot on this about the media or nothing, but I tell you, if anyone out there is listening and they're having these symptoms, you know, God forbid, there's help out there for people. Yeah, it, and th- There's a psychological basis very often to why people become obsessively preoccupied, but it's a biological event, and it can be treated with medication. And when, it, when it's full-blown like that, where you, have, you can't walk on the cracks of the sidewalk and you have intrusive thoughts and you're always concerned that something horrible is going to happen to you if you don't uh, you know, turn the light switch on and off ten times or leave the TV on a certain channel when you turn it off, that's serious stuff and needs to be treated. You know... I believe I have many of the same afflictions our listeners have, such as uh, I do believe I have uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder. It's just, let me tell you, uh, laziness, lethargy is the great equalizer. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I sit on the sofa and I go, nah, maybe I'll get up and wash my hands. And then I go, nah, I'm going to relax. It's, a, it's, it's like my balance between being cheap and loving pornography. I would have a uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of pornography, but the problem is, is I'm too cheap to buy it. Yet I love it. It keeps me in check. I see. I have to wait for for it to fall off of trucks and, yeah. and people to throw it out, you, you know, know, in trash day. That's why I was reading through the trash cans. It's, it's a biological system. They tend to buy, balance themselves. They do. Yeah. I I swear to you. I think that my, you know, I mean, I'll be lying in bed and I'll go. I wonder if I left the oven on, and then I go. Yeah, screw it. I'm going to bed. It, it really balances out. I, I'm telling you, lot, people ought to try more napping. Uh, you know, the way it really you, balances you out. The way you masturbate, it's people, <laughs> I'm sure, are shocked that you are compulsive about anything. <laughs> I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be This July, USA Network presents the summer's most provocative and sexy new drama, Satisfaction. The series explores modern love through the eyes of one couple who makes shocking and unconventional choices to save their marriage. A beautiful house, a great kid, Neil and Grace seem to have it all, but there's still something missing. Would you risk your marriage to save it? Satisfaction, a new original series Thursday, July 17th at 10, 9 central, only on USA Network. Hi, everybody. It's Kathy Lee Gifford. And this week on Kathy Lee and Company, two of the funniest people literally on the planet. First, it's the sharp-witted Dennis Miller. And then a man whose comic art form specializes in creating some of the most 
uncomfortably compelling characters we've ever seen, including his latest Netflix hero, Derek, whom I just love. And I'm crazy about the one and only Ricky Gervais at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hi, this is Charlene Steve from Garbage, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Hi. Huh? Wait a minute. I thought her name was Shirley. She called herself Charlene? Charlie. Charlie. Oh, really? Let's hear it again. Hi, this is Charlene Steve from Garbage, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Charlie Steve. What's her name? I, I don't Shirley, know. Shirley, Shirley Hempel. Who is that? Shirley, what's Shirley and Steve? Oh, Shirley. Okay. Oh, no wonder these people drink so much. You don't can understand what the hell they're saying. Charlene. All right. I don't want to bag on the garbage because they were good. they were really yeah, good guests. They were excellent guests. Uh, people from other countries don't have the same attitude. All right. Except from mainland England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. England and New York. Yeah. Maybe it's because uh, that's where the people, uh, I don't know, um, maybe that's where Ellis Island is or something. I don't know what it is. I, I, I'll tell you, if I was uh, just going on a bombing raid, eh, random, eh, England and New York would be my first two targets. Come on. Forget about those Iraq. Are of, those are two of my favorite places on earth, honest to God. Oh, the, the places are fine. It's just <laughs> everyone who lives there. No, come on. It really I, is. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, come oh, no, no, on. No. Oh, but you, you have damn never, those you, New Yorkers. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. Oh, please. Uh, you, listen, you have not spent any real time. People there. from New York thinks uh, think. Listen, I'm from New York. That gives me a license to be an a hole, and everyone will forgive me because I'm from New York. And, and no, people I from England a, do that a lot too. I think it's because they're, they're crammed into such tiny spaces. They learn to be a holes. All right, to well, survive, whatever it is. Doctor Drew. <laughs> Doctor Drew. It's really uh, uh, beam me up, Shirley. Yeah. All right, uh, Anthony. Hi. Hey, you're 19. Great. <laughs> We're excited. Hey, when are you going to be 20? Oh, I just turned 19. All right. We'll send you out a mug. Thanks. All right. What's up? Well, um, I had a kind of a strange question for uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend and I were in her car. We were kind of talking, driving home from, like, school. And uh, and we started talking about blue balls for some reason. I can't remember why. <laughs> Who was this with? His girlfriend. My girlfriend. Oh, all right. Hey, I wonder what was behind that conversation. I wish I could remember. Uh, you don't remember because your your balls were pulling the strings. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you were like uh, 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 Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> the balls were uh, Edgar Bergen. Uh, I mean, uh, they were definitely doing all the talking. Yeah. And so what's the point of your question? Well, um, she had talked to a doctor, and she had said that he had told her that it was psychosomatic. And I just couldn't believe that. Well, it's psychophysiologic, really. It's that is that your brain and it, the stimulation, it's the, this barrage it's receiving, causes a lot of congestion of blood, and uh, uh, you know, there's what's called pelvic congestion develops, and it can be very uncomfortable for males. It, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be painful, and certainly men sort of overuse it as an excuse for why they have to get their way. But it is not psychosomatic. It, 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 when it when it happens, it is psychophysiologic. It happens because of the stimulation you're getting. Is this because you have the stimulation without the payoff? Uh, actually, I, I think that was probably part of the conversation. Uh, let me tell you something, Anthony. This isn't any different than any other physiological process that you begin 
and then it never comes to fruition. The body is not meant for that. I mean, when the body thinks it has to sneeze, it, it really needs to sneeze. If, if you hold your nose when you're about to sneeze, you're gonna, your ear will go shooting off across the room. And, you know, when you got to pee, you got to pee. If you grab the end of your penis at the last second, your, your prostate's going to go shooting off where your ear was. It's not coming out of the same hole either. Yeah. And it's the same with number two and vomiting, everything. So when it's time to go, it's time to go. Well, yeah, the, but the... I'm not disputing that. It's just that, uh, you know, she... It's not psychosomatic. It is not psychosomatic. But what she is telling you, and which is truly the case, that men use it as an excuse or a way of manipulating females sometimes. There really should be a time. That's I, I can see that that people you know what I'm saying. Excuse, but I the, the conversation wasn't that I was using it as excuse. It is a real thing, Anthony. When it happens, you've had it, yes. Yeah. Okay. When it happens, it happens. <laughs> Hold on. Let me write that down. I don't know what the timeline is. You know what I mean? Any guy who claims blue balls under 20 minutes is lying. Yeah. But when you start approaching 45 minutes an hour, that is a legitimate medical condition. <laughs> I guarantee it. I, I, it really is. I, I don't know what the timeline is, Drew. I would really, and I know it varies from guy to guy, but right. I would like to find an average for like an, for a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. When the stimulation begins, how much uh, production is there? What is changing physiologically? And how long does it take before we can legitimately claim uh, there is a uh, traffic jam in the urethra? That's basically what it is. Yeah, it sure is a there's, bottleneck. There's a research grant out there for that for, that for you. Well, Lord knows they they you know they spent two million dollars studying dung beetles. They could uh, f- flow fifteen hundred over to me. I'll do a quick test. I'll pull some guys off the street. I'll work it out. Don't worry about the lab. <laughs> Kathy. Hi. Hey. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm on. Yay. I love you guys. I've been listening to you for a long time. Love and, you, baby. All right. How come you guys don't have a guest tonight that I finally get through? How come I just get stuck with you, though? Oh. All right. Well, don't hang up on her. All right. Oh, please, don't push. Don't. Okay. But don't okay, get smart. I promise. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I got a little gambling for you to do. Uh. Oh, good. I got a wallet uh, full of singles. It's burning a hole in my cheek, Drew. I just got my my 100% uh, profit from last night. 100% profit? Yeah, Drew Turner had a big night last night. Okay, um, it's kind of a, a long story, and I'm going to make it as quick as I can. I've known this guy for a couple years now. Uh-huh. And we were just friends, good friends, hung out a lot, worked together. And I guess about six months or so, my feelings for him started to change which I kind of kept to myself. I talked to one of my girlfriends about it. Mm-hmm. And right uh, right before the holidays, we were hanging out one night, got drunk, and started fooling around. And then after that, he, like, totally shut down for me. And, of course, I thought it was because something had happened between us. Well, then the story finally comes out that he'd, within a week of fooling around with me, fooled around with his best friend, who's also male. Uh-huh. And... He, um, All right, hold on. Yeah, here's, hold the, on. <laughs> here's the gambling. Here's no, no, the new no, bet. No, we, we, Will we, Kathy finish your effing question before the 11 o'clock hour? No, here, right. here, here, a couple questions. What, what is your history with relationships prior to this fellow? Um, married, divorced, dated. Um, not, not terribly successful with relationships, yes? No, no. Have you, really. been, have you hung out with gay guys before? Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you sort of preoccupied with that at one time? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Time to bet. All right, but wait. Hold on. No. Sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is like the track. 
Uh, two minutes to post. <laughs> is that what they call it? I don't know. What is it? Don't you go the? I've been like twice in my life. It's uh, you know, they give you the call over the PA. Two minutes to post, and then uh, you got to get your bets in because ah. the window closes. I see. Obviously, there's no gambling once the race begins. Mm. All right. Obviously. All right. The window is closed. Go, Drew. Um. Oh no! Wait, I'm going. All right. Domineering mother. Oh no! Wait, this doesn't work on girls. No. All different. right, you go. Go. Dad uh, disappeared. It may be even a decent relationship with dad, but he uh, vanished, gone, totally unavailable. Mm-hmm. In some way, he may he may not be absolutely physically gone, but it just became became for some reason unavailable. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I mean it's alcohol and stuff like that can do that, but I think it's something more like you're he, talking Devil's Triangle. You're not. Uh, I don't think he died or he went and established another family somewhere. Or something. He's just gone. Okay. Uh, I'm going. Well, no, I'm going to go. Dad stayed around, but never gave her the time of day. Okay, all right, that's a good one. That's easy enough. What the hell line was she on? Kathy. Yeah, that's both yes. What? Both of those are wrong. Oh, okay. What's the deal? Um, me. I mean, I could I could give you a litany of of things that happened to me growing up. Um, all of which you've heard before. But this guy swears he's not gay. No, no, no. no. Stop. We just we need, we need to hear. Where's Papa? My papa? Yeah. Um, he's fine. He's remarried. I have a little brother. I mean, I get along with him really well. Uh-huh. How old were you when Dad left? Four. Okay. All right. That's Dad not being around. Did but, he come? Hold on, Drew. Put the money back. Let me just finish my question. Did he come back and abuse you on weekends? Um, no, my stepdad did, though. I should have went to step. What kind of abuse? Sexual. Oh, the one time I don't go for the sexual abuse. <laughs> Please, you know, we're going to have to work. Uh, here's what I want to do. Oh, I could kill myself. Trump's so disappointed in me. And, uh, well, wait a minute. Do you, got, you get that money, Drew? <laughs> All right, well, hold on. Kathy. Yeah. So, uh, the blood father, your real dad. Good guy. Good guy. Set up another family. Like not distant or anything. He just, he just abandoned you. Yes. And not abusive. Right. Oh, that's a form of abuse, abandonment, Drew, the worst form. All right. God damn it, Drew. You're going to bust me. I swear to God, i got to write this off. And listen, I want to do something with it. Here's what I want to do. You ever see those gambling movies where they have the uh, the tell or the show or whatever they call it? They work out a little system, like in the beginning, a goldfinger. What? Here's what I want. No, Drew, you don't need to know about this, but here's what I want from the Loveline listeners. I'll tell you what. i got to start winning some money back. <laughs> here's what we'll do. One cough... Means sexual abuse. No, come on. Just, no, seriously. No, no, forget it. It's no fun then. Just because the caller doesn't know the code. <laughs> come on, Kathy. What's your question? Clearing now? your throat would mean alcoholism. No, no, no. Come on. I got to get some yeah, well, of this you, money back. Then you, then you start listening to the patterns that people have. Oh, you didn't go for sexual abuse by the stepfather I, either. But but her being having been abandoned at four makes her a good target no. for a victimization. Okay. So. All right. Kathy, we're very sorry. And okay. again, I blame your mother for bringing this predator into the nest. Well, I mean, I've been through therapy for years and have dealt with all my abuse and all right well here's what's going on i think you're attracted to gay men because uh, men are very threatening to you well they're the it's best to go for the ones that are truly unavailable because you don't have to be vulnerable and go through the loss again and there's no man unavailable like a gay man he says he's not well he hasn't seen this guy since since when since Uh, last week when he had sex with him two months he hasn't seen this guy since. Let me tell you, the uh, the taste of a strange penis in one's mouth takes much longer than two months to wash clean. Is, is that some kind of uh, just, proverb? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, can, uh, um, 
He's Will Rogers once him. said, uh, all right, listen, Kathy. I mean, I could tell you what what's wrong with him, and and then you could think that we were just a match made in hell. All right, but l- listen, <laughs> Kathy, we got to go to break, so let me just uh, sum this up for a second. Wait, 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 no, wait a minute. What, what, is, what are you looking for from us? I don't know. I guess I want to... He's telling me he's not gay, and I'm wondering if he is. Well, the, the show's officially begun with the banging of the mic. Okay. All right, Kathy. Uh-huh. He is at least bisexual. He, he really gay. is. And and at best, he's just really confused, okay? Uh, look forward to more experimentation sexually. And confusion and chaos. And ambivalence. Yeah. And you have enough of that in your life. And I know you seek that out because of the horrible confusion and pain and um, the tragedy of your of your childhood and this evil stepfather. But don't seek it in other men. It, Take it, a little time out. It's just interesting to me how much some of this stuff gets hardwired in very young if, if they're abused badly. And, the, you know, she's okay with it and she's functioning well because she's had all the therapy. But these tendencies remain hardwired. Yes. She has to be hyper-vigilant and alert and and be aware of what she's doing to herself in her relationships. Yes. It, what Drew is saying, it is not like, um, it is not like uh, well, it's, it's, it's the paint we put on top of the fabric. It is the fabric. It is the yarn. You, you cannot just wash it out. It is the actual the substance of the person. It is ingrained. It is in the fiber and in the muscle. All right, I'm going to pee. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and light. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not street like me. Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people, and sometimes even our comedy friends join, like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is, the advice is often pretty bad. But hopefully always funny. So, go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks, guys. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is is him. Board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, and thrill seeker. You remember that show? No. Chuck Connors would... uh, Never saw that show. No. Oh, this is a great show. From the seventies, Chuck Connors used to host this Wait, thing. Th- those are non; th- those two terms don't go together. I know. Great but show seventies. No, this was brilliant. Chuck Connors would say, uh, uh, "Thrill seekers. They're a certain breed of cat. They not only look danger in the eye, they seek it out and lick it." Which was um, infinitely amusing to uh, my 12-year-old brain. Oxymoron. All right. Uh, hey, uh, look who we have calling here. <laughs> Hello. Chris? Yes. How old are you? 25. All right. <laughs> Chris Hardwick, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, the... I'm really doing a lot tonight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I have time to hold on the phone for 112 minutes and 
Give me some. Give oh, me. Please, kiss my ass. You've been on hold for two minutes, for Christ's okay, sake. Okay, two minutes. Who gave you the hotline number anyway? I took it from the program director. All office, right. Along right. with some pictures of his assistant. Hold on. Uh, and uh, mental note. Let's have that. Okay. By the way, Chris, uh, spell out who this is first. This is uh, none other than Chris Hardwick, the host of the hugely successful MTV Singled Out program, now on its uh, 16th season. <laughs> also, uh, he sits in for me on the rare occasion that I'm not here. Which is very rare. It really is. Uh, I'm telling you, if you had a medical degree, I'd see you twice a week. Which, and you know, and I, I said it for you when you went and got drunk at the uh, at the Video Music Awards. I stayed behind. Yes. And, and hosted. How ironic. I know. Can you believe that? But you did come on the television program when you did brought oh, are we allowed to mention that now? Inflatable Sheep. Oh, that's right. adorns the Adam's Screw dr- you, yeah. You still, I heard you still have the screw yeah. you. Yes. yes. It adorns his dressing room. Uh uh, Chris came bearing gifts. Uh, it was the subtle, it was the subtle uh, nuance of the of the the birthmark on the on the sheep's uh, muzzle that I think really really made it real. He brought in an inflatable uh, sheep. It's called the Screw You, and it actually has an orifice in in the back, wow. which a man can pleasure himself. And uh, let me tell you something: don't go into that orifice. And the funniest thing to me was the box that it came in because it actually explained to you why it was better than not a woman, but better than a real sheep. <laughs> like like no annoying bleeding to annoy the neighbors and, oh. and none of the you know no mess. Like I don't know, it's, I shouldn't have done it, but I, I was in a strange. Chris, why are you calling us? I'm calling because you were talking about the the adhesive condom thing. Yes, and uh, and and they do actually exist. Uh, I, I myself have never used them. Uh, but uh, I know that uh, there's a store on Melrose, and I can't remember the name of it, but I know that this guy was demonstrating this space-age condom technique on a, on a, on a water bottle. Huh. And there's an adhesive strip around the inside that goes just underneath the base of the mushroom cloud and sort of, you know. Oh, you mean the, the adhesive strip goes way down on that end? Well, it's on the, it's on the, it's, yeah, it's up. It's, it's up near the, the head. near the top, near the, uh, the head. Ah, that thing, yeah, and uh, so it, and it just it adheres around there and and Very sort of locks everything in for quality freshness. Condomania, uh, producer Ann that's whispered in my one. ear. There you go. All right, that's so, the one. So they do exist, and what about? I don't the... know if they're still around. This was many years ago, so I don't know if people were reporting shingle-like uh, symptoms, and they're not around anymore. But I can't imagine that. It, I can't imagine that it's that good to to, to adhere something to uh, one's penis. Exactly. Uh, let me ask you this, Chris: uh, Do they uh, do they have this condom garter, which was my other uh, invention? Do you know if this exists? <laughs> maybe if you maybe if you're a part of the private club that get go in the back room to see all the toys, but I right. don't think I don't think displayed out in the. Uh, Displayed out in the front. That's for very special people. All right, and also the uh, condom quick loader six shooter, I call it, which uh, mounts on any standard bedstand. All right, Chris. You uh, shouldn't know that stuff. Please uh, come down in here and pay us a visit, would you? You don't mean that. No, no, I don't mean come on the air. I just mean sit here and watch us. Oh, okay, no problem. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, no, but uh, seriously, I miss you. Hey, I miss you too. All right. You bitch, I love you. Let's get together. Uh, we'll have lunch, and we'll talk about how crappy everyone else is. Okay. All right, Chris. Bye. Bye. Uh, a genuine guy. Mm. Really one of the nicest guys around. And uh, I guess uh, uh, Singled Out is still going strong now with uh, Carmen Electra as the uh, new Jenny McCarthy. As I uh, mentioned uh, when we had her on the TV show to uh, almost no applause or laughter, that is a big bra to fill. <laughs> but uh, she's just a woman to do it. Oh, yes.
You like her, don't you, Drew? She's good. She's nice. Okay, settle in. Conan. Yes. Is it Conan or Conan? It's either one. It's actually Conan, but you know, I, I answer to both. Good. That's what I like. Listen, uh, people call me Alan. I don't care. My own family calls me Alan half the time. I don't make a stink about it. I can't stand these people with this. With this oh no, it's uh, it's it's not Susan. It's Suzanne. Oh, That's kiss my hand. I actually corrected the minister at my wedding with that. You mean the minister called her S- Susan or Suzanne? No, he called he called me Conan, and she said Conan. Oh, right in the middle of the ceremony. Right in the middle. Oh, please. All right. What do you okay, need? Well, anyway, well, first off, I want to say that Adam, you guys are great, and I think you look a little bit like Gilbert Godfrey, maybe on steroids. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. All right. Okay. My problem is uh, learn my wife, accept. My wife's five and a half months pregnant. And in that five and a half months, we've had sex five times, and that includes conception. Right. And I want to know if there's any any way I can get her better in the mood. I've tried everything. I've tried flowers. You know, you know. Here, here, let me tell you what the comedy is. If we got her on the phone and said, uh, "How often do you guys think you're making love?" She'd go, mm, "I don't know, like once a week, twice a week." But uh, you are keeping a diary of this. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, you average uh, like sex every five weeks. Yeah, we're getting well. Well, well it started, it started out at, at about two, and then it went to three, and now she's pregnant. Like I mean, she's pregnant. Give her a break. I mean, the, the hormonal changes that women go through are profound, uh, and she may have lower sex drive when the baby arrives too. Well, that was low before. You, oh, it was low it's, before the pregnancy. It's dropping quickly. Okay. Yeah, but that's right. because of the pregnancy, right? I mean, you've got you've well, got. She's got a lot of other issues. I mean, she had you know she's been abused in so many ways. Uh, you know, you can't even can't even list them all. Is she just starting to get in touch with that? Well, she's you know she wanted to go to therapy, but right now she's in a position where she can't because she's going through a custody battle, and oh. the law says you know if she's in any kind of therapy, then she can be unfit. Oh, well, oh. Natu- uh, oh. <clears throat> so she's kind of in a in a oh the law oh oh you know why is therapy so stigmatized yeah. in this society when when three quarters of society really needs to be analyzed? Mm. I you know I hate to say it, but man, is it true. Mm. Yeah, I so can't believe that. A situation where she can't do anything about anything. She's trying to help herself, and in the eyes of the law, she's uh, some nut job because she's uh, seeking uh, to better herself. Oh, it's just sad, and she's. Well, I'm just pretty much look, stuck then, right? Well, yes. I mean, you 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 can't be part of the cycle of abuse by abusing her further by putting your sexual needs ahead of everything else. Well, well I, I I understand, but you know, I'm just trying to. All right, listen, listen. She's pregnant with your child. Conan. That, that is the most important thing in your life right now. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Does she mind if you take care of your own business? No. She keeps telling me that, that my hand's not broken. Really? But I, but I told her it's like it's like going to a movie theater or watching a movie at home. It's, it's, it's the same movie, but it's just not the same. Right. But uh, there's nothing wrong with renting a little something, staying home and uh, buttering oh, your own like popcorn that. every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen. Conan. Here's the situation. This woman is going through a lot right now. And the hormonal changes are Making even are worse. stirring things up even worse. You need to be a good husband and a good potential father at this point and just bite your lip, mind your P's and Q's, and back off and whack off for a second here. Do you understand? Yep. Things are going to get better. Do not turn her against you. Because let me tell you something. If you are an a-hole during this time... Oh, sh- never forget it. She'll never forget it. 
women remember their pregnancies and what is going on surrounding their pregnancies, you will forever be paying for this. Forever. Back off. Take care of business. Relax. Give her a little space. Be supportive. And you will have years of trouble-free sex. Come on too strong now. Get her to turn on you. Get her to turn off. And you're going to be in for a world, world of hurt. Again, uh, the uh, if anyone wants to uh, enroll in the Dr. Drew uh, School of Radio, will you learn such techniques as the uh, the source shuffle? Uh, <laughs> there's a whole week dedicated to punching the mic. And then, of course, uh, the uh, copious training on the head nod, which Drew has uh, mastered. He's absolutely mastered the uh, radio head nod. Drew, demonstrate the head nod for the, uh, for the listeners. Hold on, not yet. And action. Absolutely amazing. Nobody does radio like Drew in his head. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, Drew will be demonstrating other techniques such as the thumbs up, the peace sign, the touchdown dance, the field goal wave, and, of course... The uh, Lombada. We'll be back. Hey, have you ever been screwed over in a sketchy business deal? Yes, indeed. Then you need to listen to Clark Howard, the nation's most effective consumer advocate. Hi, it's Clark Howard. You can hear my ways for you to save big money. And you know that's my mission, to help you save more, spend less, and help you avoid ripoffs. Every day, thousands of people get the inside scoop on how to get their money's worth every time they buy. And you can, too, by checking out his podcast anytime, day or night at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hi, this is Shirley. And this is Steve. We're from Garbage, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. God forbid any of those uh, celebrities we have or rock stars we have put an ounce extra effort into those things. (laughs) I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) Listen, I hate it too, but you don't hear me complaining on the air. The hell you don't. I don't? All right. Now, listen, this is the greatest gig in the world. It absolutely is. Yes. And let me explain something to uh, those of you listening who think uh, celebrity is uh, something cushy. And I don't mean to sound... Let me explain that statement. That, that, that the life of an actor is an exciting, um, fulfilling life. Let me explain what, what most actors or most uh, performers do. They just sell their soul. They just sell it, man. I mean, I got a friend, uh, Philip the Juggler. Philip the Juggler's uh, performing in Branson, Missouri. Philip the Juggler makes, uh, you know, $300,000 a year, uh, and he performs uh, twice a night for a half hour. Philip the Juggler's been doing the same damn act for 15 years, and he hates it. He just gets up there and sells his soul every night in front of that stupid Branson crowd. I hate this. Yeah. 
it's just you just get up there and and sell a little piece of the soul. And let me tell you what 99% of acting is. It's doing uh, crappy soap operas. It's doing um, um, lame air and spellings uh, tragedies. Keep in just, mind, these are some of the actors that we're trying to book on Love Line, so go a little gentler, all right? I know, but listen, they're they're not acting because they're, you know, art, artistes. They're acting because they need a buck. Ask them that. Oh, listen, they're doing uh, Meteor 7. Come on, they'll be the first to it, you know, in uh, the uh, Good Times reunion. Please. All right, wait a minute. I'll, I'll finish this story in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. All right, well, <laughs> Shirley from uh, Garbage. All right, or uh, Shelly or whatever she called herself. She really got to get her own name down. First thing you do in life is learn how to pronounce your own name. All right, uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Now back to selling your soul. Mm. Just because you're an actor, just because you're a celebrity... Just because you're a comedian does not mean you don't uh, you, you don't have a miserable, crappy existence where you sell your soul. Seventy-five. Uh, no, I'm going up to ninety-five percent of the junk you see on TV are just people making a paycheck. They're not expressing themselves artistically. They're just uh, cranking out more junk, and so are the actors. And the reason I'm on a, a little bit of a rant tonight is because I love this show. Mm. This is an this is a forum. This is an authentic, real, as it happens, presentation here. No, I'll take that back. It's not a presentation. It just is what it is. There's no bad script. Yeah. There's no uh, laugh track. There's none of all the BS that's involved with this business. And no, I can't say that about the TV show. And I like the TV show. It's getting it's, it's getting more fun as we go. But there's a certain element of BS involved with that show because it's TV. And when you do TV, you do BS. That's it. Do not think you don't have to kiss the ass of the man when you're in the business. You are selling your soul. And that's what I love about this show is there is none of that. On radio. It's Nobody tells us what to say. Now, on TV, they try. We certainly try to be honest in that. But it's still it's TV-fied. Which yeah, is, we it, don't know. I Drew mean, they, and I do the same thing Drew and I do anyway. It's just all the uh, TV people around us do a TV thing. Right. Get the audience to applause. Adam said something mildly amusing. Force everyone to clap. I really need these guys to follow me around during my day. God forbid I get a chuckle out of anyone in this dump. But here's the deal. I had a, This is all coming out because I went on a stupid uh, uh, commercial audition today. And I've told people repeatedly... Who represent me not interested don't want to do it not interested in selling some product I say if they want me they can find me and I'll do it but if it's one of these cattle calls forget it and I cannot convince anybody in this business that I'm not in it for the money I could care less about the money if management is listening uh, please <laughs> Meanwhile, I got 45 attorneys working on the next contract. But uh, listen, I want to be compensated. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I don't care how much a commercial spot pays. I'm not interested. I'm interested in expressing myself. Right. If someone gives me a commercial where I get to express myself, I'll do it. I'll do it for free. 
Well, I mean, I got to get gas money and stuff. But it has nothing to do with that, and I can't convince people of that. Ah, sure, but you want to do the commercial anyway. No, I don't. This is what I want to do. I want to speak my mind. We're really, I, I, when you, it's true. We're, we're very, very lucky. Oh, we're the, so lucky. To the be greatest part of this. gig ever. Yeah. This love line. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Enough of that. Okay. Uh, what are we, are we going down here? Yeah. What no, the hell? Is go that? to three. Go to three. Ah, all right. Andy, nineteen. Oh, hey, Adam. Hey. I'd just like to say you're absolutely hilarious, and uh, you're the king of talk radio. Well, thank you. And yeah, it's listeners nice. like you that make it all worthwhile. Oh, yeah. It would be nice to have a job like that. You know, you're always saying that you and... Uh, my first... I have two questions. Uh, you're always saying how you and Drew make the same amount of money and stuff, and uh, can you tell us how much it actually is? No. <laughs> you know, let me tell you why. Why? You people would hate me if you found out how much money I make on this stupid show. How much, huh? Oh. You've explained this before about morning show people. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely think you deserve it all. Let him explain something. And let me, uh, well, hold on. Let me ask you something, Drew, seriously. Do we make the same amount of money? Because yes. if you make more than me, I'll kill myself no, now. No, no, same. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. Would you, PO'd, would you be PO'd if I made more money than you? Yeah. Oh, you would? Well, I, n- not really. Not honestly. But, <laughs> but, 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 but I, I have expressed to people that I think that's important that the relationship be taken into consideration when they're making those kinds of decisions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. All right, so it's either win-win or lose-lose. I haven't figured exactly. that out yet. Yeah. All right, Andy. But, but what you said about morning show people and how that, you end up hating them when you find out what they actually make. Yes. Let me tell you something. You may have a favored morning show team in whatever town you are, but when you find out what they're getting paid, you'll go, oh, for Christ's sake, no. I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's really the worst thing anyone can ever say to me. People say to me all the time, eh, it's just, uh, I know the radio's not enough to keep you afloat. What do you do during the day? You know, swinging a hammer? Hey, Andy. Uh, yeah. What's your second question? Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really have a question. I wanted to comment about uh, something on last night's show, and that's how um, you were talking about you noticed how Drew uh, tinkled all over the toilet seat and left it there. Right. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, you know, I try not to use any other restroom except the one here in my apartment, but when I have to go into a public restroom, I see someone left their urine all over the seat. It just irks me that someone had the indecency to do that. I'm just kind of thinking, you know, a medical doctor and... Uh, you know, thinking about the sanitation and all that, and I don't know, it just surprised me. Yes, uh, nobody knows more about the uh, fomite and the um, the uh, oral uh, fecal matter trans- transmission or oral urine matter transition than Dr. Drew. So, just because, Drew, just you should Adam know better. about this stuff doesn't mean it actually happened. All right. Oh, <laughs> Listen, as, uh, as, uh, as Allah is my witness, I'm telling you there was tinkle on the seat. All right, Andy? All right. All right. And, and, and uh, I've, I've deemed it it. Here's what I was thinking, though. I was thinking about this, and I just realized it is really like the ultimate disrespect. People need to have respect. Ah, ah, here's what I wanted to say. Night, yeah. Yes, and I'm not going to get all into it again, but here's, what, here's the epiphany I had while I was watching television today. Oh, boy. I like to watch your Mexican soaps. It, it helps me think. Here's what I thought. People look at everything in life as a chore. Oh, you put the seat up for the next guy, it's a chore. You slow down and let the guy merge in front of you in the slow lane, it's a chore. They all look at it as a burden. It's courtesy as being a burden. And that's the way we've made it into this society. You go first, let me clean up after myself, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, I came to, I used the coin op laundry, I'm cleaning out the lint tray for the next guy. Oh, this is all a burden. 
But here's the deal. You're not doing it for the other guy. You're doing it for you because you become the sum of your actions. If you're the guy who whizzes all over the toilet seat, cuts people off on the highway, throws them the bird, and craps in the lint tray to coin-op laundry, then you're an a-hole. And that is your life. And then you have to live with that. But then you also have to live amongst a bunch of other a-holes doing the same thing, which does make your life more miserable also. Interesting point, Drew. Holly. Yes. You're 16. You're on Love Line. Um, I have a problem, like, dating relationships. The more my boyfriend gets close to me, the more I want to push him away. I mean, I realize what I'm doing. I want to stop because I'm in a great relationship right now. This is just the same guy? This, has, this hasn't happened with other relationships, or is this your first relationship? No, it's happened with a couple others. Okay. You know, but at 16, that's somewhat age-appropriate. It is? Yeah. It's, it's, it's somewhat normal to be sort of not wanting to get too intimate with somebody. It's, you might not be prepared for it. It might be defended against it. It might be a little too intense. Well, it's feast or famine. Either that or you just uh, find a, a guy who uh, corresponds with you from uh, jail <laughs> and you pledge your love to him. Well, but when, when it's that situation, then it's about going after unavailable men. That's a different thing. Or if it's that she was... All right. I've figured out the, uh, the most unavailable man. Uh, gay guy incarcerated. Heroin addict. <laughs> no, no. Just unavailable. All right. See, oh, I please. Date older guys. How old? Well, my boyfriend now is 23. All right. Oh, we're this close to going for the wallet. Yeah. i got to recoup some of my losses, Holly. You've had a, a troubled past, have you? Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah. What happened? Um, I was raped by my sister's boyfriend no. at 11 and uh. again at 14. Uh. And again at 14? Yeah, by someone else. Oh, they talk about it all the time. The victims <sighs> set themselves. Uh, well, no, wait a minute. Don't I don't want to say set up. themselves up, but they're, they're predators s- smell victims out and go after them repeatedly. It is the, it is the, it is a very very sad um, chain of events, but it happens all the time. And and what happened? Did you ever? Uh, how old was your sister at the time? She was eighteen. And how old was the guy? Uh, and, and did anything happen to the uh, to you prior to eleven in this incident? No. Okay. And what happened with this guy? Um, nothing. My parents just found out about about a year ago. So. Oh. And what about your sister? I mean, did she ever find out about it? Yeah. She's not still she with it. Hated the guy. Yeah. So. Uh. Oh, and God knows what was up with her for dating this guy. Holly, with that history, have you had treatment for what went on with you? Yeah, you need to get some help. I mean, with that history, pushing away intimacy is probably the healthiest impulse you could have. You're not having sex with this guy, are you? Yes, I have. Uh, but it's like the more we get to know each other and the closer we get, the more I'm pushing him away. Well, I've already cut him off of sex now and everything. That's probably a, a healthy Well, thing, also, probably. I mean, this guy is the same amount of years older than you are now than this guy who raped you uh, when you were 11. I mean, uh, an older guy approaching you sexually has to be uh, terrifying on some level. Right? Not really. My boyfriend before that was 35. Right. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, listen, Holly, when I say something that sounds profound, <laughs> it just go along with me, would you? Uh, uh, an older guy approaching you sexually must be terrifying on some level. Holly, get, get some help. Okay, she's get, doing the Drew head nod, I think. Some, get some help. It really, it really uh, if you want to have successful relationships, it's not going to happen with all the luggage you've got you're carrying around right now. Oh, 
That and, ain't uh, carry on. And I, and I think you got to check that kind of baggage. If you were to really genuinely establish intimacy with this 23 year old guy, probably he would be the wrong guy. He's probably an abusive sort because that's that's what you're looking for right now. Oh, and he's 23 and he's, he's dating someone older. in the 10th right. grade. With, that is which, just pathetic. Right. So already we know he is impaired just by virtue of that fact. Obviously. And if you were to actually establish intimacy with him, it would be a chaotic, painful, oh, more destructive. I dated a 30. Hold on a second. How old were you when you dated the 35-year-old? Um, 15, 16. Oh. And uh, the, what government office did he hold? <laughs> no. Did you have him arrested? No. He used to be a Lake County cop. Okay. Mm. All right. And where, where'd you meet this guy? Um, he's my neighbor. Okay. All right. Holly, listen to me, my dear. Where are mom and dad? Where are mom and dad? Sleeping. No. Oh. <laughs> They're very <laughs> Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, we're implementing the Adam Carolla Weed and Seed program starting tomorrow. Oh, this country of ours. All right, listen. <laughs> Holly is... Um, uh, but listen, both. Uh, if, I, if her parents were both here, I'd smack them both. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they, they're not doing it right. Well, they're not parenting. This isn't. This is. They're not available parents. They're not. They're not parenting. This is a a maid comes over to the house once a week and mops up. Has more sense than these two. Probably be more involved in Holly's life. Yeah. Oh. Poor Holly. Oh, your fifteen-year-old daughter's dating the thirty-five-year-old guy. Got tossed off the the force. Now she's dating a twenty-three-year-old, the eighteen-year-old, and and Lord knows what's up with her older sister, who is uh, dating the rapist pedophile. Right. Oh. Please stop having kids, everybody. If you're not up to it, if you ain't up to it, stop it. If you're not stop over, if it. You're, you're not ruining over, the effing country. If you're not over 28, too. Corey. I'm having trouble achieving an erection. Good. Not really. Oh, is, it, not? is it with a single partner? Same partner? Yeah, with a single partner. Has it, it ever happened with anybody else? No, I'm... Well, I was a virgin. What happened? Well, it's the most horrifying sexual experience of my life, and there really weren't that many. But um, we tried to uh, to do it, and it, you know, I was of uh, my penis and I were of uh, separate people. Which, as we mentioned last night, that's a normal thing. For the, it was the first time you tried, right? Yeah, it was the first time I tried. M- more guys experience that than don't. Yes, only uh, rapists seem to be able to get erections. At least I've gathered that from this show. It was horrible. I mean, I could not feel anything. It was like it was just somebody else's body oh uh, i'm telling you this happened to me on an occasion and i was no lad i was the the ripe old age of uh i don't know 24 hideous isn't it oh the penis would not cooperate it it was really like one of those uh color form stick-on things where i had my torso (laughs) my torso had been planted onto a uh, steroid addict who was uh, in a coma and i had no feeling i mean not only let me tell you something about my penis, Corey. I look at it and bark a few commands at it like a like a schnauzer, and it, it will get going. But not in this instant. It was nothing. It was pulling the old turtle head, and that was that. And all I could do is pray that whoever's penis that was was getting an erection. But it never was. It never was to be. All right. So, Corey, what's the answer? You need confidence. That's it. That's all. How do you get confidence? Well, how do you how do you get to sex without the confidence? I don't know, Drew. You tell me. 
Well, you 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 try to create comfortable circumstances. I mean, you try to get less focus on the erection and more focus on the intimacy, and uh, make sure you have a partner who's cooperative and understanding. And uh, you know, it, it works itself out very nicely. Usually, people are able to do that. Right. And it's routine for for a male to experience this the first time out of the block, and just the anxiety that about the potential for it to happen again makes it happen again. It's a very sad thing that people have. Which is in anxiety equals bad performance. Yes. I mean, like when I used to do stand-up many years ago, the little stand-up that I've done because I loathe that business. The little stand-up that I did when I first started, I was so nervous it ruined my my act. Of course, I was much funnier having lunch with the uh, construction guys that afternoon because there was no there were no nerves. And yet, nervousness or excitement is part of performances of every type. Not for you. Not not. Are you this, crazy? This isn't a performance. You need no. smelling salts yes. just to get to the next call. It should be anyway. Uh, but that's the point. I mean, but, you know, to be excited during during sex or during a you know performance of some type is is pretty much normal. But where it becomes over too much, that's when it becomes. Yeah, and it affects you adversely. I understand yeah. you need it when uh, some gang members jump over that wall in the alley, and you you, you have to f- you have to flee. That's uh, that's one thing. But the penis fleeing when you're about to have sex, or the hand that's holding the microphone during the open mic night over at uh, Chuckles, uh, the hand shaking and trembling uh, like uh, like you have some sort of uh, uh, palsy. Yeah. This is a horrible, horrible affliction. You want to talk about there? No, that didn't happen to you. First time I did stand-up, I told this story. The first time I did stand-up, uh, I stunk up the place. And uh, then I went to some friend's house uh, afterwards who assured me, oh, no, you're fine. And then uh, when she was listening to her answering machine, a conversation was recorded. And the conversation was her sister that also saw my act and who, who went immediately home and a friend who hadn't been there. And it went something like this. You know, it was like one of these, hello, and you heard the beep of the machine, and all, they recorded the entire conversation. Where were you tonight? Oh, I was watching Adam do stand-up. Oh, yeah, I was going to do that. How was that? No, don't ask. <laughs> I had to sit in the room and listen to this entire conversation saying how horrible I was. And it's totally unsolicited. I mean, that's one thing when you cut a guy off on the freeway and he calls you an a-hole. Well, you know why he's calling you an a-hole. These are people that wanted to say kind words. But did I quit? Yes. Hell yes. Damn straight I quit. Put my tail as firmly between my cheeks and I quit. But I got back. Chris. Yeah. You're 19. Yeah. Hey. Um, what do you guys think about Love Online? What is that? What? Love Online. What is it? What the hell are you saying? Say it slowly. Hello? Yeah. What is it you're talking about? You're saying love on love online. What is that? Like a relationship online. I think so it's ridiculous. Recoculous. Like, I think it's recoculous. I think it's a relationship built on pure fantasy. Like I'm gonna fly out there though, to see her. Well, then it, it's you a relationship. We wrote we wrote letters, talked on the phone. It's a relationship built on pure fantasy. It's it's you, your your idealized image of a person, with no genuine person being there. It is pure fantasy. And when you are confronted with a real person, you're either going to maintain that idealized image, which is an unhealthy relationship, or you're going to have difficulty sustaining it with the person who you're actually having to deal with. Chris. Yeah. Where is this woman, if in fact it is a woman? Now we're going to get 800 calls from people yeah, saying, we got married, we have a great life. Huh? She sent me a picture of her and all that. So. Where is she from? 
Canada. Didn't I just ask you where she was from? She's from Canada. And where are you from? Colorado. What kind of dialect do you have? Dialect. Um, accent? Yeah, okay. New York accent. Mm, there's something going on there. You got a little gay surfer mixed in. Yeah, nothing gay about me, man. All right, just the voice. All right, so you're going. You're that desperate that you have to go uh, uh, to the Great White North. I'm not even plan on it. It just just happened. Didn't even plan on it. We started talking. She decided to call me up. Like I don't know, two weeks after that. All right. Listen, and she sent you a picture. Yeah. And she looks good. Yeah. All right. Well, well, listen. We don't condone it, but at 19, it's difficult to maintain a relationship with somebody down the hall in your dorm. To maintain something with somebody 2,000 miles away is oh. unrealistic. Oh, uh, but let me say this. We don't condone this. We think it is the. Uh, we think you're deluding yourself if you think you can fall in love over the computer. It's uh, all fantasy. And here's what you get over the computer. All the good, none of the bad. It is the crap sieve of the 90s, this computer. People send you a flattering picture. Uh, they type in um, complimentary messages. When they speak of themselves, they speak of themselves in a very flattering way. You get nothing but the good. Nobody says, uh, I scratch my ass compulsively and I have uh, ingrown hairs uh, on my neck. Actually, that, that that's pretty accurate. something that I might tell yeah. you. This is becoming too cathartic. But the point is this. You set yourself up because you get nothing but good. And then you see the person, and they got a booger hanging out of their nose, and it's popping up and down like a piston on a 125 Honda, and you don't know what to say. And you notice they got a little bad breath, and you, you notice that the picture didn't uh, include the ass, which is uh, bigger than Nebraska. And you're disappointed. And now you're disappointed in Canada. Good thing they got the high-octane beer and plenty of booby bars there. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad. And we'll be right back. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but true car is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. I hate this. Hi. 
That's uh, Shelly from Garbage. Uh, hey, Mike, play that again. Uh, not that one again, but the one where she says her name. Hi, this is Shirley. Oh, no, wait a minute. Who the hell laid that down? Come on, Mike. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Hi, this is Shirley and Steve from Garbage, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla. And Dr. Drew. Yes, Charlene from uh, Garbage. All right, uh, I'm Adam Carolla, it is Dr. Drew, and this is Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number, screw you with the fax number. Bridget. Hi. Hey, you're 22. Yes, I am. What's your question? Um, I've been with my boyfriend for about a year and a half now. And we've both been monogamous to each other, and we're tested for STDs prior to having sex. And I've developed what look like genital warts, and I got them right after I had an abnormal pap smear. And he doesn't have genital warts, but he has warts on his hand, and we're trying to figure out how I got them. I'm waiting for another gynecologist appointment, but that's coming up in March. Have either of you ever had other partners? Mm Mm-hmm. That's how you got them? But we've both been tested, and neither you one can't, of us does. You can't see warts. You can't. You can't be tested for warts more often. Even there's no way to really. And women can sometimes. There's sometimes the pap smears can be looked at in such a way that you can detect it. Men, you have to pour acetic acid on their on their genitalia and shine a black light on it to be able to detect the pre-wart lesions. You don't have to have the warts to be contagious with the wart virus. So even though he may one. he has it now because he's been having sex with you and you have it. Uh, wait a minute, Drew. Yeah. What you're saying is is that Bridget contracted uh, the genital warts from another partner and that they laid dormant for uh, a year and a half. Or the boyfriend, same. Uh-huh. And they can go dormant. They can be dormant. They can never be visible. And the boyfriend has them now. because I know that by virtue of the fact that he's having sex with Bridget. And yet there's no visible wart. But we called the hotline and they said that they only lay dormant for about eight months. No, they can be permanently dormant sometimes. Uh which, uh, is there a Wart hotline? <laughs> <laughs> we called all 1-800-967-WART. No, many women, many women have the Wart virus uh, detected on the pap and never have a Wart. Never really? have a visible Wart. That's sort of the routine situation, in fact. But wouldn't, okay, so you're saying it's from the boyfriend because the pap probably would have shown it? Before, yeah. She probably would have had some evidence of it before. All right, could it be something other than a Wart? Could be. Um, it, they look like them. Um, I just had the one about two weeks ago, and it was lasting for a while, and it, um, lightly bleeds occasionally, and then all of a sudden within the past week, I've gotten about six more irregular cauliflower-shaped. That's a wart. Yay! Yeah, describe a wart, Drew. Cauliflower. What is the difference? Uh, just uh, the two main things that crop up on the uh, genitalia are the warts and the happies, right? What do you mm-hmm. mean, two main things? I mean, the common, most common things? Yeah. Well, there are lots of things that crop up on the genitalia. The two main things that crop up on, on the, the genitalia on are warts and the happies, correct? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Please, Drew. Okay, what is the most popular thing found on genitalia On the these skin, days? On, the, on the male skin is what you're asking. On male and female? On female, it would be uh, vaginitis, by far. On the skin? The, the warts aren't on the skin. These are, these are on the mucosa. These are on the lining of the vagina. It's inside the inside vagina. Inside and on the lips, of a, in the vagina, but not, not on the skin. Typically. Where are these warts, Bridget? 
Um, they're all over. They can, they can go around. They can go down to the skin or even over towards the, the All right. Are the two main ones warts and happies? No. What uh, are they? They're, they're for, for men, uh, for men, that would be the two main ones. But for women, there's lots of other things they get more commonly than that. Uh, that would be on the skin. On the skin. The warts and the happies are not typically on the skin. The, the warts and the herpes are typically found inside yes, of the vagina, yes, un, yes. Uh, undetectable to the human eye unless one got in and did some probing. Yes. No, because we can typically. see these and they're on the skin, typically. but they're like cauliflower-shaped. Typically. Typically, except yeah. for uh, Bridget. Bridget's they're on the skin. They can be on the skin, too, but typically they're on the, in the mucosa. It's an easier area for the virus to penetrate. All right, so you're looking at a vagina that uh, is uh, shaved uh, bare like a baby's bottom. There is a uh, herpes outbreak, and there's nothing visible. Not typically, you, not unless you open up the. Lips. Typically, that's correct. All right, and same with the warts. Yeah, that's correct. All right, I don't believe you. That's true. I don't, I don't believe true. it. They can't occur on the outside. They You're do. just backpedaling to try to defend your no, no, initial statement. I'll bring you the, the typical the STD textbooks and stuff that show all this stuff. They always the pictures are always like this. Always. I'll tell you that's. Uh, I really have mixed feelings about that. On one hand, it's a vagina, and the other hand, it's warts. I really would have to think twice about that. Uh, can they be treated and cured? They can be treated, but they're not curable. Ward is a permanent virus. Now, I have heard, and I don't know if this uh, counts for the genital wards, but warts are caused by viruses, Drew has just yeah. said. And the reason uh, you have more, and think about your childhood. Everyone gets a wart when they're you know 9 or 10 or whatever. And as an adult, you don't seem to get them mm-hmm. because you do not have, uh, you do not produce this virus or, or you're viral less immunity. susceptible yeah. to them as you yes. get older. Is that also true with the genital warts? No. I don't believe that's true. Okay. Check into that. Chad. Yeah. 22. How you doing, Adam? Good. What's up, Drew? Chad. Hey, I got a I got a question for you, Drew. Yeah. Um, a while back, um, I had a girlfriend and I was with nobody else. And one day I popped up, I had the crabbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering. I mean, my roommates. You know, we did this fun thing. You know, we did the trim. You know, make it look nice down there. Right. And, uh, somehow I came up with them, and none of my roommates got them. But I'm just wondering. And she said she'd been with no other guys. So is there any chance I got it from my roommates? There's a chance she's lying, number one. Yeah. And number two, you can get, actually get crabs from furniture and bedclothes and things like that if you, you walked into a it. heavily infested environment. Yeah. Really? Oh, yes. They tell you to wash your sheets and uh, wash your clothing and all that kind of stuff. Well, I just basically got rid of everything. Because one of my roommates, was, he was always scratching down there. But I never went to him and said, you know, you got him because I didn't want to say, well, you know, I got him. I think there's a reasonably good chance he's got him. Really? Yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, what, shared a towel or something like that? And there well, you, you know, they're having hanging out, having some beers, sitting in a, on someone's bed, just wondering if maybe. Yep, that's possible. Very oh. possible. All right, Chad. All right. All right, uh, give your girl the benefit of the doubt and um, then uh, figure you got him from the roommate. All right. All right, Chad. Take ha- it easy. Happy scratching. Hey, did you get rid of him? Yeah, I did. I shaved down there. I got the stuff from the store. Right. Tried everything. Uh-huh. Did it work? It worked. Did, hey, did it come with a little comb? Yeah, there was a little comb. In fact, I had my girlfriend do it because I was afraid of these little oh. biters. Well, hey, there's a detail. Yeah. Hey, baby, come here and bring the miniature comb. That's right. Did it also come with a tiny little hair dryer or just a comb? Just a comb. All right. And hey, listen, there really should be a deluxe package. 
Just a itty bitty little hair dryer, uh, perhaps some styling wand uh, for the uh, you know you're going out that night. <laughs> Moose in the in the thimble size container. Here's another beautiful invention. Forget about the crabs. What about the whole just uh, genitalia styling uh, 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 market that's untapped? Little combs, little brushes, as uh, producer Ann uh, suggested, the moose. Dyes. Huh? Dyes. Certainly. Because uh, regular dye that you'd use on the hair can off, uh, often be <laughs> damaging to the uh, genital region. Uh, mm-hmm. Producer Ann just suggested the bread. Hey, can <laughs> oh, everyone... Shit. No, nobody else heard that except you. Well, listen, women like to wear their hair. Uh, listen, uh, producer Ann will test to this. She comes in here, I don't recognize her on a <laughs> nightly basis. It's not that bad. Uh, every other it's night. It's kind of bad. Let me every tell you night. something. She uh, she changes her uh, hair more than the Judds. She really does. She's got a new thing going on almost every night. It always looks good. Although I like the uh, I like the blondish uh, one myself, but the point is that's is, why she keeps going back and forth. I like the kind of reddish brown, and she like you like the blonde. I'm trying to keep both of you yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. And do you uh, do you work downstairs with that much effort as well? I have a weave going right now. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you got dreads? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're trying to have sex, and it's like uh, opening beads oh. to a hippie's uh, bedroom. You know? oh, <laughs> the beads in the doorway. All right. Uh, the uh, Bo Derek of vaginas, producer Ann, Erica. 20, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, first off, I'd like to just say that, you know, the people who answer your phones are great because it took them forever to get me through. But Let me um, say something about the people that answer our phones. Uh, I don't know what they make, but it's not enough. They're really great. Uh, they haul their ass in here every night from uh, across town. Uh, they probably break even with gas and uh, auto insurance. Uh, they get here earlier than anybody. Which is really kind of frightening. I mean, uh, the fact that uh, Drew, a, uh, a semi-important element in the show, shows up a, a solid 20 to 25 minutes after uh, the, the lovely uh, Sherry and Lisa show up each night. They uh, dutifully uh, fetch the coffee. They clean everything up. They take all the calls. They line everything. They type it. Their job is 10 times as hard as ours. And they're not compensated sufficiently. And if I were uh, uh, half a man, I would dip into my own pocket and compensate them. All right, but I'm not. Um, Erica, uh-huh. what do you want? Um, I, it's not really a problem, but um, my boyfriend was offered a job as a bouncer for a private for some strippers, like privately um, for private parties. Mm-hmm. And he asked me what my opinion on it was, and I I pretty much tried to stay neutral, and then I basically told him the truth, and I was like, I don't think so. And I was just wondering if that's gonna if you think that would cause a damper in the relationship. Like well, if you don't anything he's doing that you don't like causes a damper. <laughs> and um, this is a pretty weird thing for him to be doing. I mean, of course it bothers you. But you understand, for, for many guys, this is uh, the fulfillment of a, a life a life goal. And, and he I mean, makes he, a lot of money. But well, here's your job. Here's what you do for a living. You get in a van with a bunch of hot looking chicks with boob jobs. You drive around to parties. Let me tell you something. Most guys, uh, if they're lucky, go to a bachelor party uh, once every two or three years. This guy's going to a bachelor party five nights a week. He's having, he's cracking a beer. Toughest job is making a little change. 
and uh, flipping the cassette over on the Huey Lewis in the news best of, which is what the chicks get naked to. They bring the little ghetto blaster. Drew, you don't know about how this works because no. uh, you and your buddies have yourself a bachelor party, and it's like, um, okay, uh, we got some Orville Redenbacher popping corn and uh, some non-alcoholic beer, and uh, I've uh, rented three men and a baby. So let's all just settle in and uh, brandy snifters and cigars at 12. Everyone puts a party hat on, and then uh, the whole party spent with uh, guys answering their pages. Let me tell you about what goes on at these real bachelor parties. It's uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Believe me. All right, Erica. Uh-huh. Uh, listen, we got to go to break. Okay. We'll come back. We'll find out exactly what this entails, and then uh, we'll uh, give you a snap decision. All right? Thanks. All right. More Erica and uh, more talk of bachelor parties after this. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, too, too high. When I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. This is Fiona Apple, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right. Now, that's a sell. She's a pro. Total pro, this Fiona. Even though she's, what, 12? <laughs> it's amazing. She's a very mature girl. Woman. <laughs> All right, Drew. Enough butt kissing. No, she was an impressive guest. Yeah, I like her. She's real deep. You know, those uh, still waters run deep. What the hell is she? I haven't heard her name in a couple of months. She was like, oh, you know, all over the place. It's a little downtime. She come out with another CD. Oh, what the hell does she care? She's 18. For Christ's sake, I was cleaning carpet at 18. My uh, biggest concern uh, at 18 was uh, how long to leave the microwave burrito in the uh, 7-Eleven microwave. I'm kind of flashing back to 18 myself. Not a very <laughs> I mean, happy I was time. just retarded. Yeah, likewise. Oh, was I a mess. Yeah. I was pushing a broom. Were you? Yeah. Where, at the country club? <laughs> because you spilt uh, your daiquiri? Where are you, where, where are you no, pushing I a broom? I at a condominium complex once. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Let me tell you something, how pathetic I am. And, and I used to dig ditches for a living. I had to mix up a batch of cement today. Hold on. Drew, you see a cement on me? Yes, yes. I, I believe you. I was wearing these pants. Right. I had to mix up a batch of cement and uh, tote it up onto some scaffolding today. I, I mean, I really sat there and started looking around. I didn't have anybody you know, I could order to do it. I was I almost went insane. And I thought to myself, all I used to do is just hump drywall and uh, upstairs and dig ditches and all, all day. Ten hours a day, six days a week. You're a little younger than though. I know. I had uh, had the will to live back then. Now I can't even mix up my own sack of cement and hump it up to the uh, hump it up eight feet. All right, that's all right. I'm using my mind now, Drew. Uh, God bless me. Wait a minute. Who are we talking to? Uh, uh, five. Yeah. Erica. Yeah. What? All right. So, is your boyfriend a big guy? He's really big. All right. He and uh, always. Uh-huh. Okay, he wants to be a uh, offered a bouncer uh, for for strippers at uh, bachelor parties, and this is not uh, to say that he's been offered a job at a strip joint, 
but he actually travels with the women. Yes. And he goes and picks them up as well, right? I don't know about that. Yes, he will. Great. It's just not a comfortable thing for Erica. He shouldn't oh, be doing it. Let me tell you something. There will be sex eventually between him and one of these, uh, one oh, of his, not the clients, but one of these that. women he's toting around. No, I'm sure Erica feels greatly reassured now. Thank you for helping me. <laughs> I'm just but, saying, but listen, should... how long can you work a job where you, t- uh, let, let, put it this way, how old is this guy? He's 23. All right, he's 23, he's a big strap and slab of, uh, of meat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, picture this. The guy picks up a couple of chicks. He drives them uh, across town to some uh, posh hotel. He goes up to the, the suite with them. They disrobe and uh, play all sorts of games like uh, Golden Showers and Feed the Kitty and all around the world and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, he has a beer or two from the keg. They collect a bunch of money and they get back in the van. How many times is that going to happen before he gets a BJ in the van? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I, I just... That's part of the whole tip-out process. All right. There's a, there's a lot of money to be made in this, uh, Erica. But I, I really, uh, listen, you tell him, uh, tell him to reverse the situation. Right. Exactly. Oh, guys so hate that. Right. Guys hate that. <laughs> yes. Imagine Erica accompanying a couple of naked guys o- over to a party. The right. Bunch of screaming Jack. Right. Okay. Melanie. Yeah. 26. Hey. How's it going? Good. Good. Um... I am in this situation. I really don't know what to do. Um, I am recently divorced, and I had met this guy mm, probably about a month after, and I was seeing him for about a month, and I just felt that we were really compatible, you know, so much more than me and my husband ever were. And... Anyway, he had to leave to Ohio. He had a lot of family problems, and I guess he got a job up there. As what kind a, of family uh, problems? Family. Well, his ex-wife. Okay. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. She took off with his son. Oh, it's all very yeah, healthy okay. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. You know. Both yeah, you. This guy's Prince team. Charming. Yeah. Yeah. Very wonderful. Healthy. So. Anyway, he said that he doesn't really like Ohio, and he would rather come back to Colorado. The the mayor of Ohio is not fond of Ohio. (laughs) So I don't, I mean, I want to wait for him. (laughs) I don't know. There are a few mayors in Ohio. What's your, what's your... What are you talking about? The governor of Ohio. Oh, the governor of Ohio. (laughs) Sorry, the the, uh, mayor of uh, Zanesville. Oh. Which is in Ohio. Oh, well, he's in Young's. Melanie, Melanie, what, 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 what is what are you getting at? What do you want us to do? I want to know whether or not I should wait around. Well, what choice do you have? Where's where your where's your husband or ex-husband? He's. Um, I mean, is he still in the picture? No, no. I have a little boy though, but right. he's not in the picture. He's, we just, you know, c- converse. That's it. So you're divorced from your husband. Yeah, we're divorced. Does he have visitation? Um, he has him. Oh, he has the boy. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Uh, well, I don't really have any family. I don't really consider myself as having um, really any family, and he does. And I, they're really a real good family. And so, did you relinquish the child to him? No, not at all. But Melanie, it's very unusual for the mother to be uh, 
separated from the child. What did you do, or why did the court decide that way? Um, because I just felt that, you know... If no, I no, was, not you. The what? court. Why did the court see it that way? Um, I let it happen that way. We agreed to that. That would be relinquishing the child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. uh, all right. And uh, so you have no uh, history of uh, abuse, drug abuse, or anything like that? Me personally? Uh, yeah. You being you meaning you, not a, a female sheep. <laughs> yes, I've had a lot of uh, abuse and stuff like that. Okay. I have, you was... be, have you been in psychiatric hospitals before? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let me give you a number. No. Melanie. <laughs> so uh, you were sort of an unfit parent. Me? No. I no. was not. I don't consider myself an unfit parent at all. No, you just uh, you you don't have any custody or any. Uh, you're not even um, in contact with your. I have full visitation rights. Okay, and uh, the the drug abuse didn't factor into anything. No, who said anything about drugs? I thought she said abuse. Oh, abuse. She, she'd been abused. Who who abused you? Um. Well, that was when I was young. Young, I was taken away from the parents. Oh. Okay. Who abused you? Um. My. Well, my father, my mother, okay. the state took us away. Okay. What 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 did they do? Um, foster homes and stuff like that. What did they do? Your parents, what did they do to you? What did they do? They hit me and I um and my I had two sisters. They hit us and um I was sexually abused one one time. Wow. Okay. So you do you have any contact with your uh, biological parents? No, um, what was kind of strange one time was um, a few years back I was in the military and um, apparently my birth mom decided that she wanted to uh, seek me and she found me and she actually came into my house. Good. Uh, I would have shot her with that uh, issue uh, M16 they gave you. (laughs) Yeah. All right, listen. All right, Melanie. What? Listen, what's going on here? Uh, you, very difficult past. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's too bad you started a family this early without sorting things out a little more. I was married seven years. It's understandable that you'd have sort of chaotic I don't care how long you're married. You have a kid who, who you see uh, once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't have a mother. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's what I'm. That's what I'm lamenting. But yeah, that's this, really sad. I feel terrible about that. All right, but that's all right. You're young. the The child not is young, and you you can get back with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Listen. Those first four years, first six years are really the, all right. You'll never gain those back. But I'm saying, uh, it, not everything is black and white. Yes. There's a lot of gray in life, and you have plenty of time. You're you're not a stupid person. You're on the you know you're getting your life together. You were smart enough to get uh, divorced from uh, whoever this guy you married was. And here's the situation: uh, this guy that went away and dealt with his uh, you know ex-wife and and the custody and everything. He's in Ohio, and it's a mess. And here's the situation. I would wait, but not necessarily for him to come back. Just take a little break. You're not picking the right guys right now. Do you understand? Just take a little time off. Concentrate on yourself. Take care of yourself. You don't have the responsibility of the marriage. You don't have the responsibility of uh, bearing or bringing up the child. Just take a little time and figure stuff out. Forget about your next relationship. 
I'm putting a moratorium on relationships with you, uh, Melanie. Take, take a year off and, and get your own crap together. You had a tough uh, hand dealt to you in life, and now you have to get it back a little bit. That's all right. You just work a little harder. You get crapped on as a kid, and you got to work a little harder as an adult. That's all. We'll be back. Line, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you can answer that one now. Uh, Without even talking to Nikki. Okay, uh, Nikki 20, boyfriend is only able to have orgasm only once during sex. <clears throat> Join the club, buddy. Please. Come on. I thought you could answer that one. Uh, there you go. That's life. I mean, she's having sex with a male. Yes. Yeah. One time. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, when guys are in their teens and early 20s, they got a shorter refractory period. They can pull it together and get it on, you know, 20 minutes later, a half hour later. But believe me, that will. That goes. That goes, baby. Oh, I never do that anymore. All right. Oh, I used to be down for that, but forget it now. That's it. Once. Let me tell you what I'm like. Uh, I'm like one of those party favors they give out on uh, New Year's Eve. Pop. Once. Go pick it off the ground and uh, pull that string as many times as you want. Ain't nothing coming out after that. There's no confetti. The confetti of life is gone. It's in the hamper. The party favors in front of the TV eating. And that's that. Let's go. This is All right. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm Adam Carolla. That's Dr. Drew. And we're done. Yeah, why do you give me that look? You scared me. Well, if you were wrapping up, you don't usually say all your thanks and things. And... All right. Thanks, everyone. And don't shoot me that look. I swear I freaked. I thought I thought I thought, no, you like, thought it was eleven o'clock. Weird. No, we're out of here, Drew. Come on. I'm Adam Crawl. It's Doctor Drew. Until next time, uh, mahalo. I hate this. This has been Love Line. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily limo service for Love Line guests, provided by Fox Limousine. And it certainly wasn't for me, Love Line producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.